1: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. If you'd like to text the show, you can send a text message to 865-658-5824. Um, excited to have on the line with us tonight on the pod, we've got Ryan Schlip, the resident fanalist. You've got me, Clayton, the redneck fanalist. And you've got Jacob over there, the sharpest beard this side of the, uh, or their side of the Mason-Dixon lot or the Mississippi, however you want to say it, don't matter to me. But Ryan, dude, what's been going on, man?
2: Uh well, I'm, um, it's becoming a tradition with the show. I'm, I'm, I, I go my, get myself into a meat coma and then I come down here and get comfortable and start to doze off and try not to fall asleep while I'm answering some questions.
1: <laughs> right, right. What about you, Jacob? What you been into, man? No, it's about similar.
0: Um, I've got a day off from the smokehouse, so I'm trying to recover from most of the meat sweats. And uh, Ryan, I don't know where you are in Wisconsin exactly, but is it 70 degrees, sunny, a uh, nice cool breeze? It is. It's it's one of the best days I've ever seen in a long time. I got buddies that's out on the golf great. course, and I'm a little jealous. But
2: well, it's 50s over here. It's 50s. Yeah, that's
0: even We're not better. That far I, apart. I don't know <laughs> how big is
2: Wisconsin. Man? I'm four <laughs>
0: hours away from you, aren't I? Yeah,
1: yeah. It must I'm be, right it on must the border that line there yeah
0: it's 70 and sunny here man it's nice
1: well hey since we're just talking about the weather and everything else i want to share the screen here real quick guys look at this right here can you see this (laughs) look at this ryan i gotta ask you man for those of you on the pod we're showing some some meat that uh pack daddy grilled up here uh ryan how often do you get complimented on your meat bro just curious (laughs) well i
2: uh, honestly i'm a little embarrassed by the sear i couldn't uh it was so freaking juicy I couldn't dry it off enough to get a good sear on it, but it's good mm-hmm. enough and it doesn't really matter. The beef is so flavorful anyways. It was still good, but um, yeah. not, not, not nearly that much. My wife is a vegetarian and the kids are so freaking <laughs> about cheap. They'll,
1: they'll, <laughs> they'll
2: eat it. They'll be like, yeah, it's good. But then it's like, okay, can I have pancakes or something now? It's like, "Yeah, you know what? So now it's just like, here, try a piece and then get out of here so I can eat all of this by myself. So it used to really piss me off like a lot because it's like, you guys don't appreciate how great this is. But now it's like, you know what? I'm going to eat this whole freaking thing by myself, and I don't care that nobody else is going to share it with me. You know, I, I get a little thumbs up like you like it. Yeah, good. You want something else? Yeah, sweet. Go eat a freaking ham sandwich. I'm going <laughs> to eat the rest of this by myself.
1: So here's what's crazy. Like, so your wife's a, a vegetarian, right? Yep. It, it, Guys, we're getting ready to enter an election cycle here next year, okay? <laughs> if a vegetarian and Ryan Schlipp can be married, we can all get along on social media, all right? Let's please. Let's just, just let's prepare ourselves. It's funny, dude. I, I don't know if I told you this story, Ryan, but I got challenged to a vegan challenge one time. And oh. it was one of my good friends' wife. And she was like, there's no way that you can last a month going vegan. There's no way. And I love meat. But I love proving people wrong way more than me, right? I'm like, I'm oh, in, dude. Sign me up. So we get into this thing. It's a vegan challenge, right? She made it three weeks. Now, when I say vegan, she was trying to stay completely vegetarian. She made it three weeks. I smoked her. Bro, I made it two months just to prove a point, right? What? And I'm telling you, dude, when I got off that that vegan challenge or what have you, as Brian is <laughs> up here, we I, I literally, they asked me, hey, how was it? I said, don't tell, don't tell Amanda, dude. Don't you dare tell her. But I, this is the best I've felt in a long freaking time. Like I felt absolutely amazing, dude, coming off a vegan diet. It was wild. But anyway, that's the way it is. So, Jacob, you you look like a vegan over there, dude, working in the smokehouse.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't eat anything with a shadow. I'm a level five vegan. Uh, anything that casts a shadow, I don't eat.
1: So. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Pretty intense. We got everybody in the chat here. We got Dakota says... Uh, Aye, I guess. I don't know how you say that. Aye, aye. What, what do you? How do you pronounce that? There, Jacob. Say again. That's my man aye, down here. Aye, aye, aye,
0: aye. I think that's Dakota's. Aye.
1: Yeah. Is it a? Is that how you say that, Ryan? Is that right? I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Tyler right,
0: says cool. he's been
1: waiting, week, I'm, I'm, right, Tyler says, been waiting for this pod all week, man. I'm. All right, and then Tyler in the chat says he he's been waiting for this pod all week. bro, if you've been waiting on us, we got to get you some <laughs> friends. We're gonna. <laughs> We're gonna i guess the elevated thing.
0: shine I, I actually have heard that vegan like if you take a break especially if you eat a lot of meat going three four five months it, it's supposed to really reset your liver your whole body system but i, I love meat. there's no way i could ever i could never just go that way but hey good for you elevated shine i've known some people that like it
1: like, yeah all right so also in the chat tyler says this is the first time he's ever <laughs> been complimented on his meat clayton um <laughs> That, that's why you read the chat before you post them. I'm bad, guys. I probably shouldn't have threw that one up there. That's all good. Uh, we got Rob in the chat. Hey, guys, what are your thoughts on Sean Clifford? As uh, Ron will be back here in a second. He's having a few connection issues. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sean Clifford? Uh, have a Packer fan who says he's not going to be a starter in the NFL because he's not good enough to start on any NFL team. Um, this is the way I see Sean Clifford. Um, I'm not going to sit here, Rob, and pretend like – man i seen that one coming he's a he's a great quarterback blah 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 right the packers the fact that they took him when they took him in the draft says a lot it really does they yeah. you know they really really value those undrafted free agents that they potentially sign every year right so you know they they value those late round picks the fact that they drafted him knowing they have Danny Etling that could back up Jordan Love understand if we don't know how good this team's going to be with Jordan Love at the helm until we see Jordan Love you know kind of under pressure um which i think he's going to surprise a lot of people personally um if we don't know what he's going to look like as a starting quarterback how in the world are we going to know um what danny etling looks like right meaning you're not expecting to win games with any backup that you bring in right so it would have been real easy to just say hey look we're going to move forward with danny etling as the backup this year and then Mm -hmm. if for some reason you know um he doesn't. He doesn't pan out. He being Jordan Love. Then we'll draft the quarterback next year and move forward with a contingency plan, right? So the fact that they took Sean Clifford in the draft and spent one of those precious, you know, draft picks on him, it, it there's two schools of thought, Rob. I guess is the best way to answer it. They think highly of him, right? Or there's two points I should say. They think highly of him, but also you're getting that four year minimum contract at the quarterback position. And look around the league at what backup quarterbacks cost you. It can be really expensive. Ryan, have you? What's what's been your take coming out of camp when it comes to Sean Clifford, man? Do you uh you feel like he's meh, or do you do you think that he might have uh, impressed the coaches enough that I think he's going to make the roster, no doubt about it. The question yeah. is going to carry three. I can't imagine they would carry three, so he's going to be the backup. But what, what's your take on him, man?
2: I mean, it sounds like he's doing a good job, but I mean, it's such a small sample of everything. You know, and it's it's OTAs. and So, I mean, the grand scheme of what I've seen is maybe like five comments about he connected on a pass. So, I don't know. I I, I think it's cool that he's coming in. I liked his college tape. Everybody said he's not even an NFL caliber guy. I kind of liked him. He had some Brett Favre in him. He's got some guts. He has some, um, you know, he's scrappy. And he's, he's doing those, like, sidearm throwing on the – you know, I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch as far as what we've seen in OTAs basically nothing but it's it's been right. um i don't want to say flawless i don't think i've heard anything bad but yeah I, I i would borderline say that that's pretty normal for the third string guys playing with third string guys there's there's it's they're paying playing freaking
1: catch out there so I don't, yeah. I don't know what else there is to say about it right what about you jacob you excited about sean clifford what do you, what do you think uh... uh
0: i i am actually a little well as Ryan knows, I'm a sucker for the late round guys, the underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, like you said, the placement is the Packers decided he was worth a fifth round pick. That I'm not as smart as the Packers front office. <clears throat> I know you said you aren't. I know Ryan said he's in. So like they they've seen something that tells them that that was worth a draft pick. I mean that's a that's a fairly decently high draft pick for a guy that most people thought would be undrafted, right? So a lot of times, uh, right away they said, well, it has to be because of his. Um, his just his, his knowledge he's a great backup he's a clipboard backup quarterback but like ryan said you look at the tape he's got athleticism he's got a good arm he seems like he reads defenses as uh i believe it looks like tyler talked about he's watching for a long time says that he's a high quality guy he started his own nil agency and he learned four different offenses in court, in college So if that's the case, it shows that he's very adept to learn quickly, to adjust. He's got a a good sense of athleticism on him. I don't know if you guys have read, but there's been apparently a lot of um, good notes on him in the OTAs saying that he basically took a two-minute offense, ran it down the field, looked really, really good. And everybody's like, well, that's what Penn State, like, almost making excuses as to why he looks so good to just just cover their asses for not giving him any credit. And they're like, well, that's what they do at Penn State. It's basically like a (laughs) two-minute offense. It's like, okay, so (laughs) – yeah, it's kind of like how Ryan was talking about um, uh, the stupid Colin Cowherd, how he's like, yeah, five <laughs> headlines. Three out of the five are amazing, so I think he's going to suck. And that's and it's like, wait a minute. So you just watched him do good, and your evaluation is that he's going to Okay, right. It's I mean, hilarious, dude. I'm going to pay for your subscription, Colin. That's a great, great take.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tyler in the chat said, loves it, Pac Daddy's mock is invisible. Man, he's got all the new technology, bro. He's got the robot. <laughs> robot.
2: I got invisibility, bro. What you know about
1: that? He's yeah, got the AI you know kid voice not. behind him. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. it Ryan, let's hear it, dude. I mean, they they brought it up to talking about uh your boy Colin Coward. I know you uh you're a big supporter. <laughs> you support him on Patreon, you subscribe to his uh, <laughs> Twitter and all the whole nine yards, man. I I was watching that I don't know if it was live, but I maybe they do a replay, I don't know, but I actually seen that segment. And I remember sitting there going, "What the hell are we even talking about?" Is he talking about headlines like and <laughs> And I'm like you. I came away going, isn't that positive? Is that a positive right. hit? I'm like what?
2: Anyway, <laughs> he was so dug in on he's making strides. And I'm like, yeah, he's making strides. I've never, I've never uh, dropped somebody so fast. I try to be positive, but he's making strides. I'm out, I'm out of here. It's year four. Well, everybody makes strides,
1: you dummy. What are you
2: talking about?
1: <laughs> Especially oh, this time of year too, because all the information coming out of camp, um, it. It doesn't matter what they say, right? You know, you got Michael Lombardi and other people making fun of coaches because they say this player's light years away. That player's light years – or I'm sorry, light years ahead. Light years ahead. Everybody's doing great, right? And then you've got LaFleur who says, we need to curb the enthusiasm. We need to – you know, he's making strides, nothing over – and they make fun of that. Not make fun of it, but it turns into, oh, they're going to have a horrible, horrible year. Jordan Love sucks. It's like it doesn't matter what they say. The media will find a way to pick it apart. It doesn't matter. Well, it's
2: a good it's a good point too because I talked about this like last year when we went through this period. You got to learn the coaches because they all have their own style. Like Jerry Montgomery, pretty much everybody sucks. Like it doesn't matter who you're talking about. Jerry Montgomery's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's got to work on some stuff. He's 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 got some work to do. Like he will never let anybody get a big. Hit. It's just his style, you know. Yeah. He he he's just got his way of dealing with stuff. Matt Lafleur does the same thing with tempering expectations. But if you ask kunst about it, he's a little bit more positive. If you ask, you know, it just depends who you're asking and their style when they're addressing their players or whatever. Some guys, who was that uh, uh, Smith? That was our pass rush coach. Remember that guy yeah, last year? He's in Smith, Minnesota Mike. now. Yeah, that dude. You ask him about any of his pass rushers; they are the Hall of Fame greatest ever you've ever seen. It's just the way that they talk. So, yeah, they're they're spinning nonsense about nonsense. That's just how Matt Lafleur talks about stuff. Like, yeah, he's doing fine, but you know he's got some stuff to work on too. That's his answer for everybody.
1: Right. Absolutely. Under promise, over deliver, dude. it's, yeah, it's exactly. Good. And you keep you want to keep that locker room even kill. You know the people that that show a lot of emotion; they're not. You know, the first people that come to mind, and typically that's the most honest answer you can give or most honest response, most organic, I should say. Rex Ryan was extremely emotional, right? Dude was always fiery. He was always, we're going to kick everybody's rear end, blah, blah, blah. How long did he lasts as a head coach? That's right. He's mm-hmm. on ESPN. Um, you know, who's another one? Uh, Mike Zimmer. Everybody was so fired up about Mike Zimmer. Heck of a defensive coach, did great things in Cincinnati. Gets hired on as a head coach in Minnesota, tries to bring that whole bolsterous, fiery, just going to cuss everybody, you know, cuss everybody out, chew their rear end. Where's he at? He's in the unemployment line, to the best of my knowledge. Like that that does not make for a good head coach. What makes for a good head coach is identifying what your strengths and weaknesses are, maximizing your strengths, minimizing your weaknesses, curbing expectations, and keeping people focused on what the freaking goal is, which is to get better each and every day. And there's also elevated. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say,
2: there's also an element of like act like you've been there. You know what I mean? That's the same with Romeo Dobbs when he answers questions. Like yeah, he made a big play, and he's just like, yeah, that's what I do. Like it's not a big deal. To. Matt Lafleur is the same thing. Like yeah, they're, they're he's he's fine. He's doing a good job. Like it's not a, it's it's not. It's just the, his demeanor and the way that they go about things. The Packers have high expectations. Everybody's expected to be elite, but every nobody's there yet, right? Because we right. expect perfection, and nobody's. So of course, everybody's got stuff to work on it's a good attitude to have and trying to spin that into even the Packers know he's terrible is the dumbest crap I've ever heard in my life.
1: Yep. Yeah, I completely agree, man. Elevated shine. in The chat said plant based, uh, been plant based, whole food, vegan for three years. It's been great. My man's selling us that TB12 method there. Tyler in the chat says my weekly workday getaway. We appreciate you hanging out with us, man. And here is the guy I've been looking for. Dakota is in the chat. This is what we call this. The guy we call the Kel King. He said, I'm excited about this plant based diet talk um i bet i bet now dakota's in is he out outside of he's memphis in, am i thinking right he's Ryan? in tennessee yeah.
0: dakota you can't eat chewing tobacco just so you
1: know that all Right? <laughs> it's not the same thing my man's on a levi garrett diet i love <laughs> he's, <him>. he's in <laughs> memphis
2: tennessee on a plant-based diet <laughs> yeah. hey no, i bet he's got a not...
1: garden oh right? god <laughs> i bet he's got a garden
0: Bro, there's and I no I bet he might have
1: happens. something else in that garden that we're not going to talk about anyway. <laughs> um, i was
0: gonna say I, never mind <laughs>
1: Tyler in the chat said I've watched Clifford for years lived 20 miles from Beaver Stadium Uh, Sean is a a real good and serviceable quarterback and a high quality character man started his own NIL agency uh, learned four offenses in college that's what you were referring to Jacob that's freaking huge man you got to do more research when you're looking at some of these young players as I learned I took it on the chin this year with several of the draft picks by not digging back just one year deeper (laughs) Um, but when you like you know One of the things that that allowed Will Levis to be drafted as high as he was, whether you agree with it or not, you know, the the Titans thought he was a borderline first-round pick, um, was the fact that he had so much success the year before, and then they changed coordinators and they struggled. Now, me being a Kentucky fan, I tried to keep my opinion out of the whole Levis conversation, right? I didn't want anything to come (laughs) across as bias, But I'll tell you this, that offense last year, it was blatantly obvious that they were trying to protect Will Levis and they weren't turning him loose like they were the year before where he was trying to prove it. What I mean by that is being more aggressive, running the ball as a quarterback, design runs, boots, things like that. It was really strange. And I sat through that South Carolina game where Will Levis didn't even play. And I was like, this offense is lost. They are absolutely lost. So just a, an example there, though, of how you can you can take a player and, and you know, Make them go through, like you said, learn four different offenses in college. The dude never had a chance. But did what did the factor? See uh, see they seen a high character guy who had some traits, and his teammates absolutely loved him. What'd you say, Jacob?
0: No, I was just gonna mention that uh, uh, Tyler Syple, Syple, is correct uh, Clifford said he is the only four time captain in Penn State history. That means something, and I agree. Mm-hmm. That that's out of four different, if that's cr- uh, correct, probably four different coaching schemes or four different. Um, OCs, something like that. that. That's impressive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very and this It's a, a great point here in the chat. Donald K says, don't forget about the new rule this year that allows it e- easier to oh, carry yeah. free QBs. So, if I understood correctly, that quarterback won't count as a roster spot, which means they can keep that rookie contract intact so it might be something where you actually um you know he's third on the depth chart but they are carrying that third quarterback that's a really really good point Donald do you know the specifics of that rule Ryan because I never dove deep into it to understand it completely as far as how that works carrying that third the last hour wouldn't count as an active is that right
2: that, that's, that would be my understanding, yeah, and, and it's just because they don't want the disaster that happened in the playoffs to happen again, which it's going to – dude, if you lose all your quarterbacks, it's going to suck gonna either happen. way. I don't, I don't care if it's your punter-playing quarterback or your fourth-string quarterback. You're done and you're out of the playoffs. But
1: I understand the spirit of the rule, I guess.
0: So we're yeah, calling it absolutely. the 49er rule or what?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. Tyler in the chat said he really cleaned up his boneheaded decisions and turnovers mm-hmm. last season. I'm assuming he's talking about uh, uh Clifford. Uh, well, this is, it's pretty freaking awesome that this turned into the fifth round pick show, right? Like <laughs> I, love, I love, I am the dork that enjoys these kind of conversations, right? Um, let's see here. So, okay. Don Zimmer is evidently, or did I say Don Zimmer? What's his name? It's not Don Zimmer. That's a dude Pedro threw down on the ground, right? Wait, what, uh, Mike? Pikes. Mike Zimmer, there it is, yeah. <laughs> and it's not simmer either. Simmer down now. Um, <laughs> at Colorado with Deion Sanders, that's pretty cool. So he's a defensive coordinator, I would imagine, with with uh, Dion. Well, I'll tell you what, Wild. Deion is fast tracking his way, Ryan, into a head coaching job, bro. Oh like yeah, in NFL, it's coming, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Jones calls him in the next few years. I really right. would. Um, all right, cool. Let's see here. Let's move on to one of our first topics, and then we'll get back to the chat here, guys. Um. So, Andy Herman had a tweet, Ryan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. I'm not gonna share the screen so it don't slow down the connection. I'm just gonna read it to you guys. Um, he had uh, quote tweeted one of his old tweets uh, around the same time, I guess, to get all the information in one tweet. He said a huge reason the Packers didn't have more success in 2022 when winning the turnover battle in 2019 they were nine and zero, 2020 they were ten and one, when 2021 they were eleven and zero, in 2022 they were three and two. Um, they didn't win the turnover battle anywhere near enough and didn't win enough when they did. Uh, so the tweet that he quote tweeted, he said, uh, Packers in the Matt LaFleur era, if you win the turnover battle, they're 33-3. and three. Oh, If you tie sad. the turnover battle, they're 11-5. and five. If you lose the turnover battle, they're 5-14. and 14. Jordan Love's ability to limit turnovers in his first season is going to be a massive for the Packers in 2023. Um, I completely agree with that, man. It's something I've been talking about on my pod a lot. There's going to be three aspects, really. There's probably three to four aspects that's really going to come into play here, Ryan, this year. Obviously, turnover differential, but another thing is motion, right? But if we can if we can control the turnover differential, right, and we use more motion, like we all want, like we've all talked about, right? Now that 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 Aaron's gone, you would think they're going to lean a little more on some of those motion packages, um, and we're not talking about shifts. We're talking about motion. One of the things that uh, Greg Cosell talked about the other day, I was listening to his pod, and he if I understood correctly, last year in the NFL, when teams used motion, their touchdown-to-interception ratio was four touchdowns to one interception. When they didn't use motion, it dropped all the way down to two touchdowns to one interception ratio. So you're talking about, you know I don't know what the exact percentage would be there in reduction of turnovers, but us using motion and Jordan Love just playing within the system and protecting that football, that's got to be the key to this season, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that is a concern of mine with, with Jordan is, you know, I, I talk about inconsistency, but that's a big part of what I'm talking about is, you know, I mean, he looks really, really good. But, you know, I mean, one minor mistake, I mean, you miss, like like the Chiefs game. I mean, he was off by this much on a pass, and it was a pick instead of a touchdown that won the game. Um, so, I mean, it, it it's a big deal, and, and him protecting the, the ball is going to be important. And obviously the defense needs to do their end as well. You can't win the turnover differential if you don't take the ball away. So I I was just looking at it out of curiosity because, as we know, the defense kind of did turn things around after our bye week. It was just four games, but I was looking at it, and um, the only time we got more than three interceptions happened in two of those four games. We had four against Miami and four against the Vikings. Um, So I'm sure that also played a big part in that. So, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, on both sides. And and that's a well-known thing with turnover differential. I mean, that's a massive for, for all teams, probably for all time. If you lose the turnover differential, you're going to have a hard time winning a game. So, yeah, I mean, the defense has to do its part, and and hopefully Jordan can play. And, and I think it's going to be a relatively conservative offense. But still, I mean, he likes to take those shots once in a while, as we know. And I know he can do it, but um, you just hope that it doesn't bite us a little bit too much. Don't don't err too much on the far side of things. Let's try to keep it a little bit more Rodgers.
1: Absolutely. You know, the the podcast that dropped today for Packers Total Access, um, I actually did a deep dive into the history of the West Coast offense. And it actually goes a lot deeper than Bill Walsh goes all the way back to the 1950s. And the it it actually started off with uh, Sid Gilman and Don Coryell, And for those of you who don't know, you, you may, the, the term that may come to come to to mind is Air Coryell. He created an offense that was a vertical passing attack. That's the offense that the West Coast offense stemmed from, and I'm not going to go back through that talk. But what I, the, the thing I want to point out as you were saying that is, within almost every single play in the West Coast offense, there's always a deep shot. And that deep shot typically is the first progression. You snap the ball, is the deep shot there. If it's not, okay. What are the safeties doing? Next eye adjustment. Next eye adjustment. and Work your way through the progressions. <clears throat> um, Jacob, based off all that that we just said, what do you think about Jordan's ability to uh, to protect the football? We know that in college that last year that was the big knock, right? That he threw interceptions. Yeah. But yeah, so- seeing him, you know, come in for the Packers to me seemed like he had good command, good accuracy, and uh, and was able to get the ball out on on time. You know, other than the Chiefs game where they they blitzed everybody but their grandma. You know, I mean, yeah. um, what, what do you think about Jordan's ability there? Uh,
0: I I love Jordan's ability, and I think that yeah, we're, we're judging this uh, judging this on a small sample size. And uh, real quick, sorry, Matt Ramage is in the chat. Thomas Austin is in the chat. Just so you guys know, just Matt that's Ramage. a range. Um, basically, when I was listening, I I want to say it was Andy Herman's podcast earlier this week when they talked about basically Jordan Love um, having to be that gatekeeper. So uh, the difference between You know, we're not, obviously we're going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, but what type of Aaron Rodgers is going to what type of Jordan Love? So we don't know what that jump or dump off or degrade, if you want to call it that will be, Um, you know, Rodgers. We talked about that Clayton about his inefficiency over the middle of the field. Uh, Dusty Evely kind of contradicted that in certain ways and and affirmed that in certain ways. Yep. So now we're going ahead and we're, we're going to the unknown and it's just, um, you know, I don't, I I don't exactly have much expectations. I think that like what Annie Herman said is basically if Jordan Love goes in there and he he learns how to protect the football, which he is, you know, he's been behind Rodgers for a good four, three, four years where it's like, if if he's going to learn anything, I'd rather, like Ryan said, I'd rather rather him be more shaded towards the Aaron Rodgers version of the Brett Favre version Yes, but that being important. said, I mean, I just I really do think that I, I have a lot of hopes for the guy. And I do think that he is going to be a very good quarterback in this league. And there's a lot of indications to see why. And there's a lot of indications to see why he um, I'm not going to say he's going to be better than Rogers. It's such a blanket statement in certain situations this year for what's happening versus last year. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. very much better in a lot of different ways. Chemistry, um, just overall camaraderie. Uh, willingness to be wrong the willingness to be wrong in a man is such a huge thing that like you know people Mm -hmm. take for granted but we have a 37 year old man who's like i'm setting my ways i do what i do get off my grass and then you got a new guy that's like i'm willing to learn and i'm willing Mm -hmm. to accept that i'm not the most perfect finished product so i'm excited to see what he can do and i think that he's going to be a really really good quarterback
1: yeah it's the same transition we've seen from brett to aaron you know when Aaron came in, it was like, okay, it's almost like the pressure went off the off, off the entire offense because, no, first of all, nobody's expecting you to do anything close to what Brett did in his career. And then on top of that, with Brett, you know, there at the end, I think people were pressing, like, we want to get him another ring. He wants to get another ring, obviously, kind of solidify his place in football history. When that reset happens – now all of us notice I didn't say rebuild, I said reset. When that reset happens, then a lot of pressure comes off everybody, right? It's like okay, nobody's expecting us to flip this league up on its on its head. But right. Matt Ramage, if you're still in the chat, I sent you a link on Twitter if you want to hop in here and tell us why we're wrong about everything we're talking about. You feel free to do so. Can you read Thomas
0: um, Austin's just no, I'm getting to it. Get it. in the chat,
1: in the chat said, "Plant-based allows for meat," and I do have a garden. We know you do, yes, you veg. I child. know you do, Dakota. You do. And then we back. got a uh, boy, uh, King, King of the Hill, DJ Key. Y'all want me to do my Boone Hauer voice real quick? Yeah. No. He says, "My guys, go pack, go." We appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Uh, we got Tyler back in the chat. Says Clifford is only four-time captain in Penn State history, which uh, Jacob hit on just a second ago. That means something. That does mean something. It yep. does. And, and I'm gonna tell you right now, somewhere, Zadaria Smith is jealous as all get out. I promise you that, being a captain on that team. Um, and yeah, in the house. I, I don't know if this is serious or not, Ryan. Ken Wayne says I'm on an all rhubarb <laughs> diet. That can't be right. Right. It can't be. Hey,
0: rhubarb is good for you, man.
1: What's uh, it taste like, Jacob? Um there's a lot of stuff good for you, but you can't stomach it, right? Um, I don't know. Pie?
0: My grandma made rhubarb pie. Amazing.
1: <laughs> You've never had rhubarb, have you? Never. <laughs> my man actually I uh, know they K's used to K's dip
0: it in like sugar cane and then we'd eat it but i would never
1: do that but anyway gotcha. okay so donald k points this out um he would count as part of the 53 he being a third quarterback um but not the game day roster spot see that oh, makes things tricky okay. that makes things real tricky because you know if you're if you're going to count uh you know danny Etling towards the 53 i just don't see that happening Do you ryan with no, that I be clarified. I mean, it
2: just doesn't make sense. Other I mean, again, with the injury thing, but you're not uh, you're not really protecting yourself. I mean, just like with Aaron, if your quarterback goes down, you're done. That's the bottom line. So yeah. what gotcha. are you protecting?
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, Andy Monday in the chat. Now, this is gonna make my head hurt. All right, he said, My meat yeah. all comes from a plant, a meat-packing plant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm telling
1: you, dude. Some some of your listeners, Ryan. I know we're getting a lot of sightings these these alien aircraft everywhere now. Everybody's talking about. I believe Andy may be one. And uh, when they do finally land and try mm-hmm. to take over, just go to Dakota's farm. Just stay away from the tall plants because he's got those booby trapped. I promise you that. Okay, stay away from the tall ones. So, uh, Rob Turbo in the chat says, "I'm curious as curious as if Matt Lafleur is on the hot seat this year. He needs to step up and be a coach. It seems." When he had Aaron Rodgers, Ridgers, well, I, I I never know if people are trying to be funny. Um, he was scared to confront him. Now Aaron is gone. He needs to step up and throw a clipboard or his headphones and let his I don't know that cut out there. I can't see the rest of it there. I guess you used too many characters. Let's go back I'm, to the chat. I'm chassis. worried about where that was going anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it ended with a P. I didn't <laughs> like that, man. Um, That's why anyway, I got cut off. The gist of, uh, okay, I'm trying to trying to see where it left off here because it won't post the whole thing. Um, I'm just going to say uh, halfway through here, Matt just seems to be complacent and scared to raise his voice and be confrontational. I bet Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick didn't mince words on the sidelines uh, when he was upset with his players underperforming when he knows they are capable of playing better than what they have been in the game, I will tell you this: there's there's plenty of footage of Bill Belichick absolutely eating, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady's lunch in practice. Going, I can't stand it, Brady. Run it again, run it again. You definitely didn't see that with Matt Lafleur, did you? right?
2: no. I mean, he's he's a much more positive, uh, buddy buddy kind of guy. Which passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride-or-die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only? Exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. Right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com/packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com/packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I don't I don't I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I mean, there's a time and a place for that, but you know, if guys aren't doing it, you, you got to let them know and and yeah, Bill Belichick, he he I like Bill Belichick because he he wasn't just screaming. It was just disgust. The look on his face is, oh, you are yeah, just no. the biggest piece of crap. Like, I can't wait to get you out. I'm going to go talk to somebody. Oh, wait, I'm the GM. Yeah, you're gone. This is so stupid. So, yeah, yeah I, I, and, and you got to have that, man. You can't just be everybody's buddy and it can't, you know, be smart. Be, I, shut up, dude. Just sc- tell him to get off the field and sit down until he figures out how to stop being an idiot or something. I don't know. I, I just wish he had a little bit more uh, spit and fire, or whatever you call it. And what 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 would you, Clayton? Give me a Claytonism for that. Yeah, a, a Claytonism for what? What? Give me. You got to give me just uh, be a little bit more. A uh, little more brash. Fire in his belly. Uh Fire in his belly. Uh, yeah. in his belly. <laughs> <laughs> a little more. little more. A little more
1: tobacco in the pop. You know what I'm saying? There you go. You yeah, yeah, there you
0: Exactly it.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> you can't say tobacco. You got to say tobacco. Tobacco. Um, Jacob, I know you would be a big fan of Matt LaFleur just hitting people with coolers and all kinds oh, of things.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, has got a helmet, i get
1: him with a cooler. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many times during the post-game show <laughs> that Jacob was like, I-, I, cannot, I cannot stand to look at Matt LaFleur tonight. I can't do it. He's at the podium talking.
0: <laughs> he just looks like such a little sissy boy. You know what I
2: mean? Like, oh, I think He's that everybody really tried their the best the and –
0: they just everybody really did, you know, and yeah. it's just emotional and everything, you know. It's like, speak up, man! Like, gee, I want to, I want him to go. Sam Kennison just start screaming
1: yeah. at people. That'd just, be great. Please, man. I love it, dude. Because when you know Mike McCarthy, I was a big Mike McCarthy fan, and I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't have fired him. I think that that was I can understand why it happened. I really can. I'm not saying that, hey, that's what I would have done, but I understand why it happened. But I do remember a couple times looking at that sideline and going, the guys can't respect him. Like he doesn't, he just, he he doesn't look like he could run a mile right now. And he's telling these guys, lay your body out there and all of this and that. And then when they hired Matt LaFleur, I'm going, how did we go from Mike McCarthy, who looked like he could do a, a healthy keg stand, right? To a guy that looks like a looks like Zoolander. You know what I mean? Like, how did we do this? How did we get here? <laughs> how how do we go from Mike McCarthy to a male model? It just blows my mind. But, um, and dig dig go ahead, Dig." It. That's, that's would you say you flashing blue still <laughs> All right. Andy nah. in the chat said yes the rhubarb and strawberry pie I can't believe we're doing a live podcast and we're talking about rhubarb it's unbelievable <laughs> um, I, I miss pick your own strawberry farms they aren't a thing while being uh, while being stuck in Kansas we've got a couple of strawberry farms around here um, but it ain't pick your own man I know Scott's farm up here in Unicoi you go to Unicoi it's like the cradle of civilization, baby. You, uh, you go picking your own strawberries in their fields. You're getting shot. I'm just telling you right now. It's it's gonna happen. Um, we got a. Uh, it says super chat. I guess uh, I guess it is a super chat on your end there. Thomas <laughs> Did Austin just write says a
0: super
2: chat. Is that how that works?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. How would you read this, guys? Ryan, you're way wittier than me. How would you explain this on the pod? So, all right,
2: Thomas Austin. Thank you for the super chat. If that's real, I don't know. Maybe you just typed in super tat, people chat. Four point ninety nine. Anyways. Packers are better than broccoli, which is better than the Vikings, which is better than rhubarb, which is better than dirt, which is better than manure, which is better than worms inside of dirt. Which no, is less better than-,
0: than worms inside of dirt. He switched it.
2: No, no, you're, right, you're right,
0: you're right, you're right, you're <laughs> All right.
2: All right. Which is better than the Bears, which is better than Justin Fields, which is better than Colin <laughs> Coward.
1: You know, I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> okay. that's that's yeah. pretty spot on you know yeah. matt, it's think, math yeah good stuff and matt ramage of course in the chat just said yo he's probably drunk he disappeared i sent him a, yeah. a message saying hey hop on he's got better things to do he might be pa- posting posting bond right now who knows so um Tyler in the chat says, teams who win turnover battle win 78% of the time since 2007. There's another stat too, Tyler. I don't know if you can find it or not. If you do post it in the chat, where if you you have a turnover differential of plus two, it goes up to like almost 90% or maybe above. Um, That's one of the stats that I use when I'm putting low action on the game on Sundays. Um, John Dorn in the chat says, Rodgers was scared to throw in the middle of the field. Love has no problem throwing in the middle of the field. Um, you know, we uh, – Jacob kind of hit on it there. You know, we heard a lot of that that grumbling last year that Rodgers won't go to the middle of the field. He won't go to the middle of the field. And I posted a ton of plays where he attacked the middle of the field. And Dusty kind of uh, stood on that table as well. When Dusty ran back the numbers, it was indeed correct. He was, I think he was like towards the very, very bottom of the league of throwing to the middle of the field. So I had that completely wrong. Although there were plenty of plays where he um they ended up being positive plays in the middle of the field, which suggests you should probably take more shots right. at the middle yeah. of the field. Um, I don't think he was scared to throw in the middle of the field. I think that all quarterbacks have have different strengths and weaknesses. Not that Rodgers' weakness would be thrown to the middle of the field, but his strength was definitely using the sideline, using the boundary. We we loved it when he was doing it with Jordy, right, and, and James Jones and all those guys, those back shoulder throws and all that. But, you know, over the last couple of years, obviously uh, that stuff kind of dried up. You don't have Jordy uh, working the boundary anymore. So, uh, yeah. Um, in the chat we've got Rob says, I think Jordan Love will be blitzed a lot this season. Yes. You know what, Rob, I hope they do. Because there's nothing that's more frustrating for me than watching Aaron Rodgers over the last few years and everybody just playing that too high shell and him being so protective of the football, man. You would hit – you would just kind of hit that wall, right? You were still going to the RPO because you thought you had a pre-snap hat count. But yet, when the play developed and you threw the ball, you know, they were all over the RPO. I miss the days of – I don't know if you remember this, Ryan, but when they won the Super Bowl back in 2010, I think they were blitzed. Uh, almost more than anybody, and he had the highest completion percentage in the entire league on third down against the Blitz. But, you know, teams stopped doing that. Um, yeah. What do you think? You think you think uh, Jordan Love will get blitzed a lot this this year?
2: Well, I, I did talk about that. I, I think it's possible that they're going to try that. They're going to look at what happened with Kansas City and say it seemed like it worked. Um, but the, the bottom line is if it works, they're going to keep doing it. If it doesn't, they won't. So it'll last as long as Jordan Love <clears> – <throat> Until Jordan Love is able to tear that up. So the first time somebody blitzes and we throw for 40 yards, that ain't going to happen anymore. So we might see it briefly, and then it'll go away just as soon as they take it. And and the thing is, the Packers are going to expect that. Yeah. And and I think the way that the offense is set up, it's set up to beat that. So I, I, you know, I understand that people saw the Kansas City game and think, well, we're just going to get blitzed all the time. It's going to be a failure. There's no way. They're going to be ready for it, and as soon as it happens, we're going to tear it up, and they're going to back off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Jonathan in the chat says, Yo, wise words there <laughs> from our boy Jonathan. Yo, yo. Uh, John, John Doran says, Love will be more aggressive. Rodgers was more conservative. You got to be careful, though, John. You got to be careful what you wish for because mm-hmm. the thing that we loved about Rodgers and the reason he won so many games as a starting quarterback, he being, you know, his team winning so many games with him at starting quarterback, is we've won that turnover differential uh, a large majority of the time. If we start losing that turnover differential, you're going to see this thing spiral pretty quickly. I want him to be aggressive, absolutely, when the time's right. It's just knowing those spots and, and uh, you know, doing it at the right time. Uh, what do you think, Jacob? Would you rather a quarterback be, uh, based off of what we've seen in the last, let's say, four years, and I know there's a couple MVP seasons mixed in there too, would you rather uh, Jordan Love be more aggressive than Rodgers based off of the last four years, or would you rather him be, uh, you know, more conservative, about the same? What do you think is that, that, uh, that good spot there?
0: Uh, man, I'm going to take the cop out and just go an equal half. I, like, I want him to understand that those four years that he sat were for a reason. They're for him to learn, be a sponge, absorb the good things. And what we look at, what did Rodgers do when he looked at Brett Favre? He said, okay, I got that gunslinger mentality, but I'm going to be a little more smarter with where I force that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then with Jordan Love, uh, Aaron Rodgers knew how to use his legs a lot better than Mr. Brett Favre would, and that's, you know, no doubt. So I'm thinking Mr. Jordan Love. I don't remember what his 40 time was. He's not crazy RAS, right? But he's he's gifted enough that if he needs to get himself out of a pickle, he can do that. So I guess I would learn from the things that Rodgers did that you accept and you really like, and then just tweak the little things. So maybe what he's tweaked after learning from him is that maybe I need to let it go a little more uh, less conservatively you know what i mean like if there's a gap there i need to hit it uh jordan love was not afraid to throw deep balls in in college and people i know are bashing him saying that like the only success he has in the nfl is throwing like you know kind of shallow cross routes and stuff well okay what'd they go for a 70-yard touchdown 50-yard touchdowns you know that's great so like take what you can give him um and I don't want him to just start reaching for stuff. So if, if Jordan Love, take what is given to you. I don't want him to start trying to be Aaron Rodgers. Be your own quarterback. Set your own base. Accept uh, what the Lafleur system is because we're all sitting here trying to diagnose what the actual Lafleur offense looks like. That's not – we don't know because we've never no. had – and that's such a weird thing to say. It's like the offense is going to be dictated by who the quarterback is and their skill set. Right? So like if, if you have Lamar Johnson or Lamar Jackson and, and he's uh, sitting in the floor's offense and you have Pat Mahomes, like, yeah, that's a really different offense than whether or not you have like a Jordan Love or a Matt Stafford or, or Jared Goff, like that's a completely different offense. It doesn't necessarily mean his offense is different. It's the person that's, that's operating. It is completely different. Their tool sets different. So
1: yeah, absolutely. That's where I'm at. I agree, man. Um, Uh, One thing you said there, Jacob, you were talking about the 40 time. Jordan Love ran a 4.6540. That's not bad, bro. Aaron Rodgers ran a 4.75. Now think of Aaron when he was young. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, he was quick. And, and, you know, Jordan Love's significantly better than the 40. Now the 40's not everything, but I would like to see a little RPR sprinkled into this offense. I would lose my mind if they mixed in some RPR boot. Where he's got the option to run. I'm not talking about Jalen Hurts, you know, on a on an a gap run or a Josh Allen, you know, design run. I'm not talking about that at all. Uh, Tyler in the chat says, "Can Jordan Love re- replicate what Jared Goff did last season? 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns, and seven interceptions." I think so. Let's compare. Let's compare the uh, the people that they're throwing the football to, right? Um, Amon, uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, right? Would yeah. we say that Christian Watson is as good as Amon Ross? I don't think. I don't think I would. Would you, no. Ryan? I mean, okay. we'll,
2: we'll see, but I. It, it would be a big jump because he is he is a legit top ten potential top five wide receiver. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he, Christian Watson, I think, is going to be good. I wouldn't pinhole him in that good of a range.
1: Yeah. So, based off of those numbers that Tyler just said, Ryan, forty four hundred yards, twenty nine yeah. touchdowns, seven. I'll tell you this. If Jordan Love has those numbers, I think we're winning 10 games. But what do you, uh, what do you think? Do you think he could hit those numbers?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, when I saw the comment, I, I just did the math on it. It's like 250 yards a game. It's really not that bad of a, of a stretch. And 29 touchdowns is certainly feasible. And, uh, you know, again, the only thing is keep the interceptions low. And like you said, if he does that, if, if he does that and we don't hit 10, you know, we're looking at the defense, we're looking at something else went wrong because that's that's completely adequate to be able to get this team to 10 wins.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, in the chat, we've got uh sleed head 50. I guess it's sled head 50. Um Sledhead. said Rogers carried us for 15 years, Jordan better be good. Now, here's here's where I fall on that. I don't I don't even want to say the name again because I'm afraid I'm gonna say something inappropriate here, but um <laughs> I to me it's right in the middle, you know. Rodgers carried us for 15 years. Jordan better be good, bro. He, he didn't, he didn't carry the Packers for 15 years. In my opinion, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying I'm the, you know, grand poobah of Packers talk here. Right. <laughs> but I'll say this, you know, saying that Aaron Rodgers carried them for 15 years, then it means Greg Jennings was nothing. Jordy Nelson was nothing. Um, Donald driver was nothing. Right. Eddie Lacey, Shouldn't have won Rookie of the Year. Um, Charles Woodson, he was a non-factor. You know what I mean? Um, Nick Collins, uh, nah, he was just a meh, safety. Uh, A.J. Hawk, the all-time leading tackler in Packers history, nah, you know. Uh, Clay Matthews, Clay Matthews was just a, a bum too. Like, we got to be real here, man. I'm, I'm as big an Aaron Rodgers fan as you're going to find. But to pretend like one player is the reason a team has success or fails, you know, a lot of people point out that Aaron didn't show up for that 49ers-NFC championship game, right, in the snow, which would have been the most magical win at Lambeau Field with oh. snowball Oh, my God, You know, the people that say, no, Rodgers blew that game, he choked, whatever, you know, we also had a pump block return for a touchdown. we just going to forget that? It's a team game. Man. Um, so I understand what you're saying. Rodgers is one of the greatest to ever do it, but I think it's a little bit strong saying, He carried everybody for 15 years because there was enough blame to go around, especially in the last five, six years, you know, even the last few years with McCarthy um, being there, you know, uh, nobody was perfect. That's for sure. Uh, Andy Monday in the chat said, Coward's prediction of the pack slipping back into their dark days of the 70s, 80s. Ryan's, I can see Ryan's neck getting red right now. (laughs) It's absurd. Clayton, please do a PTA on the trades for, don't know that name. Haddle? What is that? Haddle? 1975 and Mossy Cade. I I feel like this is a prank. Who are these people? In 1986, that changed history. See, you got me digging now. I'm gonna write that down, bro. We're gonna. I'm gonna look in to see if those names are not are real. It sounds like a couple people that uh, live next door back home in Kentucky. To be honest, (laughs) Mossy Cade, my cousin. Hey, hey. Mossy Cave, boy, he knew where all the good squirrel hunting spots were back home. Tamari, <laughs>
2: Tamari's Mossy Cave is a former professional American football player who played safety first for the Memphis Showboats in the USFL <laughs> in 1985 and then two seasons for the Green Bay Packers.
1: Of Holy course. Cow. It's You're real. Right do me a go. favor, Jacob. While I'm going through these, text got me it. those two names because I've got a <laughs> Please, so I'll, I will forget. I promise. I appreciate yeah,
0: you doing that. Yeah, it's
1: uh, great got Nate's chat dropping in. He says, What's up, Clayton and Ryan? Um, appreciate you dropping through, Nate. Oh, my I you chopped you. liver, Nate. Yeah, Come on, you,
2: Jacob. Yeah,
1: what are you doing? Just text me those names, Jacob. I'm trying. Donald in the chat said, Well, note rhubarb leaves are poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting rhubarb in this title of this podcast. It's not gotta, happening. I know you are trying really hard. It's not really? going to happen. Um, Let's see here. Uh Sledhead says, or sleethead says, uh, Gutsy is the first one who needs to be gone. Uh, I hate Gutsy. Goody. He's talking about Goody. Okay. Gutsy is the all right. He's, a yeah. Yeah. He's a crap. Gutsy. Let's scrap them all. Get Gutsy out of here too. <laughs> Thank all. Old. Um, Tyler in the chat says Pete Carroll is a very accomplished. Known very easygoing players, coach players talk about how easy he is on guys. I'll, I'll say this about Seattle, man. I know a lot of people don't like the Seahawks and and you know feel like that front office is overrated and this and that. Um, what they did last year as a team collectively uh, was pretty mm-hmm. impressive. You know, watching them oh, yeah. take that. Who's their offensive coordinator? It's he came from the Rams. Shane, I can't remember his last name. I think it's Shane Shane Waldron. Is that right? Anyway, whoever the offensive coordinator is, he did a good job of taking what the defense was giving him. And the so many empty sets that they ran blew my mind. Like, they would come out on first down, first and 10. And and keep in mind, this is from the McVay-Shanahan tree, right? And you would think there would be a lot of 21 personnel, this and that. They came out an empty gun. I couldn't tell you how many times last year. And you got to give Geno Smith credit, man. He uh, He really put it together. Um, I should probably shouldn't post this, but I will. Uh, Tyler in the chat says, Every a-hole coach of recent times hasn't been successful. That's why Bill, uh, Bill B's assistants aren't successful. Times have changed in the NFL. Don't know if publicly degrading players work still. I think that's, that's, a, that's true, I think it's a fair comment. I really do that's with today's true. society. Um, but I will say this um everybody in that building respects bill so much if you guys haven't seen it there's a there's a documentary you can find it on youtube for free and it was the shame i'm trying to think i think it was the comeback year when they came back and beat the falcons in the super bowl right they were down what was it 28 to 3 whatever it was right if you go if you could find that it's america's game or whatever it is and they break down how they came back and how Bill Belichick at the last second had them put two extra two-point conversion plays in. Last second, he just said, I feel like this is going to be a really close game. Let's put let's put two extra two-point conversion plays in the, in the, into the uh, the game plan. And it came down to that final play where they scored an overtime to win it was one of those two – they've used their final two-point conversion play. I can't do it justice trying to talk about it, but the reason Bill Belichick had the success he had and to this day he's still, I think, is still a successful coach, is just his will to prepare, man. There's not a coach that's more prepared than that guy and more hands-on. A lot of people just see him as a defensive coach, and that is not the case. You can find all the NFL films you want of him and Brady, um, you know, breaking down film and and putting offensive game plans together, although he didn't get credit for it until the NFL films released that. Dakota in the chat says, Thomas Austin, I caught the DBZ bridge reference. What's he talking about, Ryan?
2: Something about Dragon Ball Z, I don't know. So,
1: I, so explain this to me. Let's go walk up. What is Dragon
2: Ball Z? So the first time I read that, know. I thought it was like DMZ, like the demilitarized zone. I was like, literally what is, this is this is like don't get political,
0: man. Ukraine's going.
2: <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, DBZ—that's Dragon Ball Z. Never mind. I never watched that. I have no idea. Yeah, I can uh, try to
0: patch in my little brother. Um, it's not cool. It's nerdy. It's uh, from Japan. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 basically it's
1: it's, from Japan. I know
0: we're gonna get it killed probably in the comments. <laughs> he's
1: now. Like, Japan. I'm, Say it like this.
0: So, Japan. Hey, it's, uh,
1: with, I, you know, I don't know what to say about it,
0: man. It's, it's cool. We're going to have to
1: change the title now, too, since you already said it, Jay. It's going to be Rhubarb and Ukraine. <laughs> That's what the title of the podcast no, no.
0: Explicit warning.
1: Ryan, I can't tell you how prepared I am for 2024, bro. I know what's going to happen with this election, and I am going to keep oh, my God. mouth shut, and I'm going to get along with everyone. They're going to get so – I'm going to sound like Mr. Rogers, dude. They're going to get so tired of me being so polite because I can already tell it's building up. And I wasn't around for the last cycle, and I've heard the war stories. (laughs) So I'm prepared, man. I'm already taking counseling. Um,
2: Go ahead. This is my favorite comment. I just read the first half of it and started dying. Thomas Austin seems to know a lot about dirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Read the rest of the comment. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, after his cameo in draft night, seems like he fills a few holes to bury things. Oh, God.
1: Why did we read this? What the heck? <laughs> Let's go on to the Tom, Is that like saying Thomas is
0: a murderer? I think that's what it is. I
1: don't know, you know if that's, that's what him? he was saying or not. <laughs>
2: I, I took it a different way at first, but you're right. That's probably what that's it is. what I, I thought.
0: Know. He's murdering. Me. You ever seen that movie with uh, Denzel Washington and that weird guy from that band? Uh, Oh, God. The the small things, the little things. You ever see that movie? Mm -mm. You don't watch that movie. It's got like a seven. It's a great movie, but nobody quite knows how it ends. And everybody, (laughs) when you ask them, they're like, yeah, I get it. And then you're like, you don't get it, do you? And they're like, no. How did you think it ended? And then so everybody has their opinion on how it ended. Watch it. I really would be interested.
1: Thomas Austin.
0: I'm sure the little things starring uh, Jared Leto denzel washington or no i'm sorry who's the other guy
2: come uh, on ryan well hold on they
0: almost won, i think they won some sort of mm-hmm. award for it. it's basically the ending is kind of like uh the end of like the god uh the sopranos, sopranos
2: like, yeah
0: you kind of just decide your own ending and this is one of those where it's like ah here we go thomas austin exactly thomas austin knows how to, how did i guess this
1: We'll get to it in a minute. C.J. Byrne27 says, anyone who hates Jordan Love because they loved A-Rod are probably the same losers who wore far Viking jerseys. I'm not saying I agree with this comment, but I know this. If you're one of those people that wore a far Viking jersey and you're a Packer fan, there is something very, very very wrong with you. And we need Thomas Austin to dig a hole for you. (laughs) <laughs> um, so mom on. Uh, Thomas Austin in the chat actually dropped some knowledge here. He says, yee. All right. Good stuff there. Wow. Um, and then the next one says, Thomas Austin says, will we see more RPO? Um, I'll tell you what I think won't happen. We won't see a ton less. Um, a lot of people are <laughs> believing, okay, the RPO game is just going to disappear. I think the RPO game is here to stay. I think you're going to see some slight modification to it. Uh, the question is, does Jordan Love have a quick enough release right, to run the RPO game? I think the answer is yes. But that was like Dusty Evely said, that was Aaron Rodgers' superpower, man. The way that dude could flick his wrist and get that ball out, um, that's why they lean on the RPO so much. I don't know, Ryan, what do you think? you think we're going to see more RPO or uh, less or what?
2: I think so. I, I was looking at uh, a video, one of the ones covering um, Jordan, and they covered how they actually ran that once or twice. I think it was in the preseason or something and it's one of those things that you kind of forget like oh yeah we do have that little bit of athleticism there we got some more options with him and uh, i think you know again especially early when people are sleeping on it trying to convert that you know third and two and you pull that out of your back pocket so yeah i think um I think there's going to be a little bit of that That now that we have that element in our offense. So that'll be kind of exciting to see when they decide to bust that. I hope they do it against the Bears to win the game. That would just be so nice.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Uh, let's see here in the chat. We got Tyler. He chimes in. He says, plus one turnover differentials. The record is 888, 410, and 5, which is a winning percentage of 68.4% plus two turnover differentials, 699 and 150, all-time straight up, which is 82.3%. You get a plus three, and you're at 91.4%. Plus four goes to a 97.3%. Um, I couldn't imagine the 2.7% that still lost the game. Yeah, right. after turnover <laughs> four. Um, I'm telling you, though, man, it sounds so simple. It sounds so just, well, let's just do that. It's not that easy. But turnover differential is really going to be the key this year, man. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. Um, All right. Garrett in the chat says, ravioli cereal shadow. God, I bring up the ravioli cereal again. That was back when I was staggering around through Dakota's garden in my younger days. But um what is worse to consider as a possible reality? Number one, bears with a winning record. Number two... Colin Coward hosting the Green Bay Draft 2025, <laughs> number three being served ravioli cereal for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Ryan, take it away, man.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll go with number one. I don't want that. I'll, I'll deal with Colin <laughs> and uh, shoveling down some
1: ravioli cereal. Yeah, we uh, we'll put it this way: uh, we'll, we'll pick number one. But if Colin Coward is hosting the draft, we'll be throwing ravioli cereal at him. Yes. On the oh, yeah, we will find him. Anyway. here. <laughs> Yeah, but as far as Thanksgiving, man, don't mess with Thanksgiving. That's one of my favorite holidays, bro. I'm all about some Thanksgiving. Um, Andy in the chat says, Favre has the most interceptions ever. Shock. Rodgers has the lowest interception percentage ever. Probability of those two being back-to-back quarterbacks on the same team is nearly impossible. just don't hope love is either. So, I don't know, man. I'm cool with taking shots when you need to. It's all a part of the West Coast offense. Uh, But I definitely don't want to go back to the far of day. You remember that playoff game, Ryan, when we played the Rams? Did he throw six interceptions in that playoff game? Oh, my God. I think it was 2003.
2: (laughs) Toward the end of his career with the Packers, it was, uh, it felt like about six a game. It was probably only about two, but it felt like it was just nothing but interceptions all the time. Every time the ball went in the air,
1: it was like, oh, crap, here we go again. (laughs) It's going to be another interception. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Um, Robin in the chat says, do you think Jair Alexander will have over slash under five picks this year? Uh, that was his total last year. Um, I don't know, man. The way this defense operates, um, I don't think it's really set up for corners to get a lot of interceptions. You know, the way the Fangio, you know, too high, uh, you know, cover four, cover six, uh, you know, look. I don't think, you know, unless he's on the two side, and what I mean by that, when you run a cover six defense – Half of the field is cover four, the other half is cover two. If he's on the cover two side, meaning his priority, his responsibility isn't to protect deep, then, yeah, if, if that was his primary, you know, uh, responsibility in the defense. But, unfortunately, with all the pre-snap motion that everything that goes on in the league today, that stuff can change in the blink of an eye just with a little motion. What do you think, Ron? Over or under five picks for Jair, what would you take?
2: I'd love to be optimistic, but 5 is actually a pretty big number. I mean, I'm I, yeah. I I don't I don't want to pull it up right now, but I'm guessing the the number of people that had more than 5 or 5 or more was pretty low last year. So, um, I'll say under, but I still think he has a pretty good
1: year. You know, if he has like 3 or 3-ish picks, I think that's still pretty solid. Yeah. I love the way this conversation was steered to like kind of getting into, you know, what's going to create that that turnover differential for us, right? Yeah. And, and you know, move our, yeah. Yeah, and rhubarb as well, yes, and <laughs> Ukraine and everything else. Rudy Ford, though, um, Rudy Ford playing safety all year long, if they stay with him, I think that you're probably going to get one or two more turnovers than you did last year, obviously, with him not starting going into the year. What do you think, uh, Jacob? you think uh, Jair can have uh, more than five picks?
0: I do. Um it is disconcerting that he, again, uh, if we want to talk about, again, the last week of OTAs and all that kind of stuff, again, Jair, not there. Douglas, not there. Garvin, not there. Nixon is back. So that's awesome. great. Uh, guys like Tucker Craft have been back. Um, people that we haven't seen, you know, move around. It's an encouraging. But, you know, that to me is not, I, I just, I don't like that. I don't like that. If you are our best player, be there in our best times, which would be, to me, the off season, so you can build rapport. Obviously, the defense is not the same as building chemistry with the offense. You're trying to, you know, when you're a, a wide receiver quarterback, you're building chemistry. When you're a, a D-back, you're just trying to break up chemistry. So I I get it to a way, but, again, uh, what we have <laughs> uh, Jair, Douglas, and then Garvin. Again, Garvin. I just I can't stop helping on <laughs> Jonathan Garvin, no, what are
1: you doing? Can't let Garvin go, bro.
0: What are you doing, Garvin? And like, I swear to God, if he makes the if he makes the team, I'm just gonna be like, okay, whatever. Every, I'm not gonna go to work for like a week and just hope I get
1: hired. Every time I hear Jonathan Garvin, I think of you. You guys remember that Saturday Night Live skit with Dan Aykroyd, Fred Garvin, male prostitute? You ever seen that? <laughs> bro. Have you seen it,
2: Ryan? If not, I I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't ring you a bell. Need to pull that
1: one up. Put that one in the in the memory bank there. Uh, Sweethead 50 says, Rodgers didn't have a tight end and a washed Cobb. That sounds bad, a washed Cobb. But um, so <laughs> I will agree. He he did not have a quality tight end or, or a, I don't want to say quality, a good tight end. I believe that. But he wanted Mercedes Lewis and he wanted Cobb. Like, you know, who do we blame for that? Uh, can I- that's one thing I can say about Goody. He did not shy away from that, did he? Like he was just like, "Hey, Cobb's here because Rogers wanted him." <laughs> yeah. Basically, said it. So, uh, Thomas Austin in the chat says, "In Watson, we trust." We're gonna have to wrap this up, guys. We're gonna rapid fire through these comments real quick. We wanna read them all for you. So, stop commenting. And I know Thomas Austin will be the troll I that keeps off. commenting right here. John <laughs> Dorn said, "Hope Packers throws a deep ball first play to Watson again uh, against the Bears, just like last year, dude. I'd be all about seeing another yep. deep bomb there." Um, Garrett in the chat says, I think love with the weapons he has on offense will provide confidence to take more chances uh, than what we have grown used to with Rodgers. I think he will take more shots than Rodgers did last year uh, for sure. And Andy Monday says, some hated Far, some hated Far for the throws he made, some hated Rodgers for the throws he didn't make. Just have love run the offense. Completely agree with that. Um, Let me go through here. Shane Waldron was the O.C. in Seattle. Um, Let's see. What are y'all laughing about, man? The comment section. Yeah, I see it now. (laughs) It's never going to end, is it? no, no man. you can't right, keep we're just wrapping that. this puppy up boys i'm sorry we got the most viewers right now than we've had all night and we're just gonna wrap this thing <laughs> sorry thomas <laughs> let's do this each of us pick one out Ryan, read one oh, of the comments you're gonna oh, read no. one do
2: all right it. i'll just go with uh 11 and 6 this year from packer fan 12 i'll just be nice
1: god what about mailing it in there jacob pick one yeah.
0: <laughs> I can't help it. It's Garen Streisel going <laughs> ravioli cheese over Thomas Austin.
1: <laughs> ravioli cereal.
0: <laughs> ravioli cereal over Thomas. Austin.
1: <laughs> Thomas Austin has been banned from the chat. I see this. Now. Oh,
0: man, poor guy.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Hey, ravioli cereal, It actually sounds kind
2: of good.
1: Hey, 11 and 6 does sound good. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll Thomas Austin, of course. I'm going to go with that one. That's the last one we're going to wrap it up with. Thomas Austin says, <laughs> dot, 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 is a wash cob a bad thing, Clayton? Yeah. Yeah. It is tonight, my friend. It is tonight. Um, all right, we're gonna wrap it up. Ryan, say something smart as we get off. Of oh
2: jeez, come on. Come um, I go have a good day. I don't know. Nice.
1: <laughs> hey, Talking like a champagne. Right, I have go. an actual good one, real don't, quick. As we hey, get hold out.
2: on. Don't ever, oh. for any reason, ever, <laughs> under any circumstance,
0: for anyway. <laughs>
2: ever i just jump in yeah just take it away in any situation
0: (laughs) ever so uh, i will say um have a great night guys uh it's beautiful weather in wisconsin what i will say is if you guys want to uh follow the pfp podcast we're going to be starting to do a lot of mock drafts what you can do packers the luke musgrave tight end one which is going to be a thing he's falling to the absolute depths of hell in the draft king. Anyway, I'm talking, this guy is going to be having maybe a 20% target share with how we're looking at him in the offseason. There is maybe Tucker Craft, and that's it. That's all, That's all. DeGuara maybe is going to steal a couple things, but what we're seeing from, uh, from Musgrave running uh, the tight end position is one of the most like coveted positions in fantasy football you either have kelsey or you have andrews or else it's a complete crap shoot if you can get luke musgrave in the like 18th round who's the guy that could be the number one tight end in green bay to get uh, maybe 10 targets a game who knows pick that guy absolutely every single time in your draft 100 that's all i'll
1: say Boom. That's what you came for tonight, guys. Right there. <laughs> that's what you came for. I'm going to share the exactly. screen here, real quick, guys. Um, just want to uh, share this. Uh, this is one of our own. This is a, a fellow Packer fan. Absolutely awesome dude. His name's Ryan. Um, you can find him on Twitter at capital R, capital L E S, capital S A N T O S. So it's R Les Santos. His name's Ryan. Um, he just wanted to tweet this out and say, My brother lost the mother of his children and their grandfather on june 5th she was murdered and her father died hours after getting the news uh, my niece my niece are the last surviving members of their maternal family if you can please give uh but do share so if you guys would go to his twitter page at the minimum let's get this uh sent around twitter and let's uh, let's help support them if you'd like to donate listen there's no amount that's too small obviously this family has uh has uh, experienced a, a horrible, horrible tragedy. I couldn't imagine going through that. And uh, just wanted to kind of get the word out there for him. Um, I know we like to have a lot of fun on here. We like to goof off and all that. But uh, at the end of the day, man, it's all about making other people's lives just a little bit better um, than when they crossed your path. So let's uh, let's take care of our own. Let's make sure we do that. I know that's what Tom Grassi's out there doing right now. If you guys aren't following, dude's going all over the country raising money for uh, for St. Jude's. I think they've raised over $125,000 okay. $125, yeah. now. Guys, okay. it's what makes the Packer community and yep. its fans – um, what it is, you know, yeah. and let's make sure that stuff like this, where we're helping one another, um, let's make sure that's a lot louder than the division that we have. And there's nothing wrong with a good argument. Don't get me wrong. Like we like to have fun and poke fun at each other and all that. We darn sure like to insult Bears fans. But at the end <laughs> of the day, let's make sure we're taking care of each other. So we're going to get out of here. Appreciate everybody taking the time to hang out with us. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. Go pat Go. For Jordan Love. 37, here he is throwing in the middle, it's
0: caught by Watson, he's got great speed, turning the corner, Christian Watson down the sideline, and he will score. Whoa, hang on, love, to Watson, to a one score game.
2: This one is the stunner. You basically feel like, right, this Eagles team sort of has this thing under control, and then, Christian Watson hits the Jets again. Six touchdowns down in the last three games. He is really something when he gets in the open field
1: and running. That was some throw by Jordan Love, too.